It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed like you. This all on you? This all on your cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. Hey, there you are. I've been looking for you. <laughs> Where you been? I've just been hiding in random places all over the place. <laughs> well, it's easy to do in a house full of boxes. <laughs> we created box forts and things. <laughs> Where yeah. do you think we've been sleeping for the last three weeks? <laughs> in a box fort. Made a made a bed of totes. Yeah, exactly. Quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> We've managed to find sheets and totes to build a, a box fort out of. Good life. It's good life. I'm glad to be back talking Disney with you, though. There's been a lot going on in the Disney world, hasn't there? Uh, in Disney world or just the Disney world? Uh, the Disney world. We'll go with that. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole the whole Disney thing. Well, they're gearing up for their 50th anniversary, right? And so there's been a lot of announcements around that and stuff. But mm. Uh, yeah, that's for Disney World. Sure. And that's a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of fun. People seem to think 50 is a long time, right? <laughs> the closer you get to it, the less long it feels, though. You're like, 50 is not that old, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm nearing 50 and nobody's celebrating me with golden arches of sorts. Well, I'll take you to McDonald's Air- for your birthday. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's as close as golden arches we get. Air-desert medallions. No. Hey, whatever you want to do if you're 50, is fine by me we'll, we'll make it a party yeah totally fun uh, but we have a lot to talk about we got stuff that is absolutely true a lot going on in disney like disney plus world disney plus let's head into media land yeah could Thanks. you imagine if that's how they set up disney parks media land could you just you, all their movie stuff in one place uh that's pretty much what we get with matt with um the studios right Kind of, yeah. Starting to feel that way. The studios. Look how hip and trendy you are. I know. They're trying to they're trying to rebrand and I'm supporting it. Oh, okay. Is that what they're <laughs> they're rebranding it to the studios? I don't think so, but I think we are now. Oh, like okay. all of the Disney fandom <laughs> we've just decided is shortened Obscure to the Obscure Disney copyrighted TM. Well, anytime I try to say like whatever it is now, like I then try to throw in like MGM studios and you know It's definitely not that anymore. It's not that. No. Yeah. It's Hollywood so. Studios, I believe. But the studios. Uh, but for their actual media, they've released some fun new stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, the show "What If" started. I didn't expect it to be animated. No, right? what did you think it was going to be? Uh, I thought it was going to be library makes of. Oh, par- partially because I think animation. I didn't realize how expensive it was until just recently and i was Mm -hmm. like oh wow you could easily do this on green screen you know i guess but you'd have to get all the actors back for that and that's the problem yeah i guess so then they can rewrite it any way they want and i love animation so yeah let's do it it kind of has like a cell shaded uh comic book kind of style they've done a couple of video games like that um there's a company called telltale games that did one a few years ago called Wolf Among Us that looked very similar to this. Uh, I like the style just fine. It works exactly how they need it to for this kind of setup, Yeah, which is basically changing one aspect of an MCU story 
and seeing how the change would affect the rest of the story kind of thing, right? And they did um, Captain America first, right? They did. Yeah. What if what if Steve Rogers had not become Captain America? Instead, Peggy had become Captain America. Yeah. Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Um, and it's a fun it's a fun kind of it's exactly what the title says. A what if what if this had happened? What might have happened had this happened kind of thing? And I think it works out really well. I think it's a fun kind of fan servicey thing to show different kinds of characters uh, to just throw out, you know, fun fan theories about things, because I feel like it's something that fans do a lot. Uh-huh. Where they're like, oh, what do you think would have happened if this had happened instead? Oh, that might have changed everything. You know, yeah. fans yeah. talk about that stuff all the time. Uh-huh. So I think it works out well in this format. Yeah. Did you like the first episode? I did. Uh, it was, again, not really what I was expecting. But then at the same time, it was totally what you're expecting with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it uh, is really interesting because they got back all the actors, just not them performing, just their voices. Uh-huh. So That's, there is some continuity with it. And that is true. That is what, uh, who plays Captain America? What's his name? Uh, Super Chris fan. Evans. Didn't he quite openly say, I'm happy to not have to work out anymore for that <laughs> role because it was so such torture? Well, I think most of the superheroes have said that working out to be in these movies is pretty time intensive, lots of work. And, you know, it's it's kind of an unnatural way to live. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think playing a superhero in cartoon form is way easier <laughs> i i could be a cartoon and you know hero i'm down with it i just have to fun. deepen my voice a lot and talk like this <laughs> halt citizen good for them it's yeah. good good job it'll be good yeah. uh so uh a new one came out today uh if you're listening to this on the wednesday they seem to drop on wednesday so uh we'll have to dive in and see what what if something else happened what the next one's going to be yeah mm. but do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how much we missed hand-drawn animation oh yeah and how the the art form seems to be dying yeah quite literally mm-hmm. yeah um, i i am pleased to announce that disney plus has put some hand-drawn animation on disney plus this is so nice to see isn't it it really is for those of us uh, older folks, we will remember that Goofy had a series of cartoons uh, where he played a character named George Geef, and <laughs> they they were how-to videos, but they were all how-to by Goofy kind of stuff, you know, like how to raise your kids, and it's all just haphazard craziness. <laughs> uh, and they kind of brought back the how-to kind of stuff uh, thing with Goofy in some hand-drawn cartoons on Disney Plus. How many people do you think they were able to employ back by that? Do you think they had like a whole staff of people they brought back on? I mean, we looked. At, I looked at the the credits for it, and it is considerably shorter than some of the other productions they've done. That being said, they're only a minute long each, so oh, they it's, were. It's not like a mammoth undertaking, but it still takes a lot of skill and time to make them you know seriously so i hundreds of hours of work for one minute right exactly uh i feel like if i just let them run constantly on my account that maybe they'll they'll understand that everyone wants 
hand-drawn animation back and maybe they'll make more of them yeah so i'm just like watching them agnosium just three (laughs) minutes because there's only like three little short one minute things so they're totally worth checking out if you're a fan of hand-drawn animation i think this is a good thing to go and look at and goofy and goofy right obviously so the whole episode is how to and what if essentially yeah how to what if (laughs) uh disney yeah but Thank you, Disney, for putting some hand-drawn animation back on one of your platforms. I appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. And it was a cute show. Yeah, it's cute. cute. Um, Speaking of a cute show, though, Cruella, we talked about. Yeah. Uh, Obsessed. Love it. Love Emma Stone. Love the movie. Loved. What's the quote from My Best Friend's Wedding? She's like, love the hair, love the bag, love the shoes, love everything. Right. So much so that like we keep wanting to go back and watching. Um, like we're dying to watch the Black Widow. Yeah. But I can't because we just love Cruella so much. Yeah. What that, if like, it's a disappointment? Or, or, or even more than you're like, well, I have to. I, it's time to watch a Disney movie. Well, let's watch well, Cruella again. Let's watch Cruella one more time. <laughs> and that's that's coming out on Disney Plus like in a week or so, too. So you can just watch it on there. Even easier. If you haven't already gotten it. So. Uh, and obviously we are not the only people that loved it because they plan on a Cruella 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> and Emma Stone has signed on to play Cruella again. Oh, that's awesome. Which I'm really excited about. It's about time that Disney really worked on their anti-heroes and kind of had fun with a person like... She wasn't a villain per se, but she wasn't a good person right. either. Yeah. So I like the gray area that <laughs> the between the black and white that Cruella lives in. Yeah. That's like, okay, maybe she's not always right, and maybe she's not always right in the head, but at least she is who she is. It's so true. Do you think they're gonna have? Did they leave room for Emma Thompson to come back at all? Uh, I mean, she went to jail, so she's technically not dead. Oh, spoilers, I guess. But she's not technically dead. So sure, she can come back. Why yeah, not? I'd be down for that. Yeah. So we're excited to see Emma Stone come back, right? Of course. I mean, you know, I was worried about her in her career. I didn't know she had one after. Wow. No, I'm, wow. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like saying like Jennifer Lawrence has to worry, you know. She's it's made not. enough money that she doesn't need to work anymore. Exactly. Either. None of these things are true. Yeah. <laughs> They're rich, they don't need to, but yet they'll always have all the work they want. That's true. Good life. Uh, but we did talk about somebody who's probably not coming back to Disney. I know, right? This is what happens. Miss Scarlett Johansson. Uh, we talked about how she was in the process of suing Disney over breach of contract. Yeah, which was pretty shocking. For releasing Black Widow on a streaming service, uh, before uh, simultaneously to being in theaters and that mm-hmm. was in breach of contract for them right. and all the messiness that is that it very messy and i and i said i was like i don't know why we didn't discuss this before now i feel like everyone knew that this was happening why uh-huh. wasn't this discussed prior to now and why wouldn't they have worked something out right it felt like everybody else did yeah mm-hmm. um and almost like immediately after we discussed it last time, I was reading up on things and Bob Iger came out with a comment on it, which I thought was interesting. And apparently Scarlett and her team did go and talk to Disney 
prior to suing them. Oh. And Bob Iger said, I don't know why a compromise couldn't be reached to avoid a lawsuit. Yeah. But it feels like a failing to not have fixed this prior to this point. So he agreed with you. He did. Which is just my way of saying I should be in charge of Disney. Obviously. Yeah. Right. I don't like, I always, I'm always nervous about putting such respect onto um, an industry leader like Bob Iger, you know, Uh because inevitably every single time you do, they disappoint you. Like, yeah, you don't want to put too much weight on them because it's sadly people in that position have to make, hard decisions and they do things that you don't agree with and wish that there was a better outcome for Mm -hmm. multiple times. But he seems to be a person who, you know, from what we see from him, like he always seems to stand up for what is the right thing to do and always seems to work out really, really well for him and the company. Yeah. Right. Doesn't it feel that way? It does feel that way. And I feel like Disney has been, uh, and I don't think anyone would refute this has been some of the most successful years for Disney under Iker. Right. Uh, buying up Star Wars and Marvel and just Hulu tearing and Fox and everything through else. the entertainment industry. Pixar. Uh, they've made a lot of money under Iger. Mm. And, you know, it goes to show that good, but good is good business. People make good business choices. Mm. Um, and sometimes doing what is, right is the right thing to do like sometimes companies like oh i know that's the right thing to do but we can't do it because of x y and z Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that bob is saying no this doesn't feel like it should be necessary and it feels like something that could and should have been settled outside of court yeah i just don't see why it wasn't you know interestingly enough you know if i knew how to read i would totally read his book oh but (laughs) Books on tape. <laughs> right. Books on tape. Now if I just had a cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> but is, didn't you say that um, there are rumblings that JPEG may be offended by it and may end up leaving the company over it? Oh, I did not hear that specifically, but I bet he is a little bit. I bet his feathers are ruffled because you don't step into that position if you don't think that you know what you're doing. Right. And if you don't demand respect. And that's probably just the um, Disney sphere of people make, making up that part yeah, of it. Yeah, the, the court of public opinion likes to decide things really quickly. Yeah. And go, ha ha, like, you know, these superlative kind of headlines where it's like, it's the worst thing that's ever been said about a Disney CEO ever before. He must retire, right. you know, like Not it goes close. over the top like that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I bet it did ruffle his feathers uh, and hopefully it's enough to get them to settle in a way that's agreeable to everybody. Right. Hopefully so. Let's hope. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. And then, de- then they can move forward with the tower of terror movie. Right. right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's been effectively canceled at this point, no. which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. Honestly, I was looking forward to something scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whew, speaking of scary, can we talk about some hotel prices in the parks today? Oh my gosh. Right. Can we they, talk about these horrifically scary prices? They were just announcing prices all over the place on, they've just been releasing new prices. So it's the, uh, galactic star cruiser hotel mm. that they were talking about mm-hmm. um and they finally released actual pricing on us for a family of four and what was it going to be for basically 
a two night three you know a three day two night stay in the hotel for a family of four yeah. was going to be upwards of the six thousand dollar price uh. point in order to stay there for a two day event. And here's here's the thing, I am not a Star Wars super fan. Uh, I I don't know that I'm enough of a fan that this would work on me for anything. Yeah. But six six grand seems like a lot. And it's not even just a hotel stay, obviously. they It's like an experience. It's like uh-huh. a scripted uh, slash ad lib kind of everyone gets involved, audience participation kind of experience. I believe you were trying to explain it as a LARP. A LARP, <laughs> yes. It's a live action role play where you... Uh, you these are all brand new words to me folks yeah okay let's let's drop some nerd words in our podcast shall we larping uh you basically arrive at this hotel they give you from what i understand correct me if i'm wrong they give you basically a role they give you a costume uh they give you like robes and things right so I recently just heard from somebody else saying that the costumes are not included. Oh, in the you got, six thousand. So you got to walk around without clothes on. <laughs> it's they, one of them hotels. They're going to want you to pay for. I mean, I don't know. Would they give you a basic costume? I, I don't know. know. It, none of us really know for sure, other than the official pricing. Yeah. I think that the um, the um, the. A lot of the other items that you need to participate, uh-huh. all of those will be included. Okay. Um, but I think that they obviously have built in a lot of ways for you to upgrade your experience as well. Oh. And by the way, they that starting price of six thousand for um and if you if, if it was a two people going, it was gonna be quite a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like Forty three hundred, I think it was or something. Um but they um who's who, so many families go. It's like a totally family experience to yeah. go. So who's gonna go without kids? And what if you're I mean, you better only take your Star Wars family while everybody else stays on property somewhere else, right? right? Like, <laughs> well, dad me, and the three honestly, kids could go, maybe, they, if that's the case. They feel like they're pricing it like a cruise at this point. Uh, because I, from what I understand, it kind of operates like a cruise where you don't really leave the hotel. It's not a, oh, we just sleep there and head into the parks in a convenient location. It's a you're on the ship and they kind of have planned out your entire life for the time that you're on the on in the hotel. Yeah, they do have disembarking times and different things like that. Right. So it's a it's more of a cruise ship than a hotel, but you're still on land. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a very unique experience. I I love the idea that they're that I love the fact that they're playing with the idea of this type of an experience. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the pricing and it's so funny that like basically whatever the most obscene price is that the most people can come up with, you add like an extra twenty percent, and that's what Disney's going to price it at. Right. And they did say that that's what the prices are starting at. So yeah. they're anticipating that's going to be like the weekday off season pricing. That if yeah. it's a weekend on season, good luck to you. Yeah. If that, it's going to be twelve grand for you to stay at this hotel for four nights. Completely that. And the other thing that is interesting about it is they are having. Um, uh, there is an excursion planned uh, for five hours uh, in the middle. If I read this right, it's in the middle of the second day, a five hour excursion to Batu, which is, you know, part of the studios park. Yeah. So you're going to leave the hotel to then go um, to the park for five hours. And you're like, well, why wouldn't you do that on the last five? You know what I mean? Like, 
because they got to get you out of there. Like, let's be honest. People are going to get like as much fun as it is to be in a fun hotel. People are going to be like, wait a minute. We don't even get to go ride the rides at Disney. Like, yeah, it feels like we spend a lot of money. We don't get to ride all the rides at Galaxy's Edge. You know, like it feels like they kind of have to do that. Yeah. Uh, And five hours pretty much guarantees that those people are going to um, descend upon that area of the park and make it unusable for everybody else yeah because they do deserve at that pricing they deserve priority experience that they can right they get, so you know. i'm wondering if they're just going to close batu down and be like it's a closed event during these five hours oh could you imagine how mad people would be people would be furious yeah, yeah. uh so interesting i'm not quite sure how that's going to work out for them but uh it's definitely beyond my pricing that I'd be willing to pay. Never could we ever afford that. <laughs> like it just I mean, we could <laughs> afford it, but the question is, would you afford that? Like, is it something that you would pay for? So I will say this. I am a ginormous Reba McIntyre fan, right? What? So if you told me I could spend three days, two nights with Reba McIntyre for two people or a family of four for, for $6,000, I would say, yeah, I'll sign up for that. <laughs> like, wow, Miss Reba better be to go hang out with her for that. I spent we I did a thousand dollars to meet her for like fifteen minutes. Oh my goodness! So yeah, I pay six thousand to go have dinner with her and have a LARP action with Miss Reba <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> of, You're gonna do a, a recreation of Annie Get Your Gun? Could you even with Reba McIntyre? Okay, what are stop. you doing? Because you're a huge fan of Christian Chenoweth, right? I do love Christian Chenoweth. If you if she told you you could do a, an a three day, two night event with her, including singing, um, you know, uh, wicked with her. Wouldn't you do it? No, I wouldn't. wouldn't like, and this is maybe my problem is that I'm not a crazy enough fan that I'm like, I'm willing to drop down, you know, some people's entire uh-huh. two months of pay. Oh yeah. For four nights. I, it's just, I guess I just don't have the expendable money that I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll spend my income on that. Um, but maybe this is the problem is that I'm not, I'm not crazy enough of a fan to really buy into things like that because in my mind, I go back to, well, what am I going to talk to her about for four days? Like, I know, right. And, and there's going to be a lot of other people. So you're still going to have to work for attention. Like my brain goes that direction, but for people that really enjoy star Wars and legitimately get into it and enjoy the, uh, the idea of role playing as a character from uh-huh. the, the star Wars world, this could be a dream come true. And yeah. I'm more than happy to let them experience it and have a great time with it. Yeah. No and judgment here for that, for those people. And if, 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 for them, if they decide, you, same way that if I would do that for Reba, like if you guys want to do that for Star Wars, fully support it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like and know. I would fully support you doing the Reba thing. I just, uh, I don't know that I would be as much of an into it as you were. Even, yeah, you'd be like, how did we sign up for this? Why anyway. am I here with a cowboy hat on? What have I done with my life? <laughs> what wrong turn did I take? Oh, I would totally, yeah, I would do that. So if Star Wars is your diva. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're totally. If Star welcome. Wars melts your brain and you just have to have more, this might be an experience for you. Yeah. And the lightsaber that they're creating for it is like a completely unique thing. Oh, you know, fun. it, yeah, it looks phenomenal of the, you know, obviously you don't get to see until you go, go to the hotel. So, yeah. you know, I hate to say that that alone is worth the money, but 
you know, a six thousand dollar lightsaber. Well, they might give you four. Oh, you know, okay, okay, one per person. Sure, in your group, who knows? But anyway, it's a steal. <laughs> totally true. I mean, because they were charging. How much were they charging for the ones you build in Batu? Was it two hundreds or 200? so? Like two to three hundred, somewhere in that price range. Okay, I don't. I mean, it's anymore. funny. It's you get into that that theme park pricing brain and you go oh 200 that's not too bad compared to the six grand that we paid to stay at the hotel 200 dollars right. a steal you know yeah so good on them i tell you tell you what yeah we also found out that um you know the magical express was announced uh that they were that was going to go away at the end of the year and so that free trip from the airport to uh on property at walt disney world is no longer right and you're gonna have to pay for your own yes. well the service that provides the the transportation in the past they've come up with pricing they've released pricing and it is 32 dollars uh per adult or 27 dollars for a child for round trip um like an if, individual child yeah, per person. So it's either. Oh, oh, okay. I right, was right. like, who's just going to put their kid in a taxi and tell them to take them to Disneyland? No. So they do have. So like, if you and I were going, we had we'd have to pay thirty two dollars round trip um, for each for of us. each of us okay. in order to to book the service to get right. picked up okay. and taken to property rather than renting a car or something. Because once you get on property, you know, if you don't have a car, then you don't leave, and you know. Yeah, they like that. Yeah. yeah, they like those things. And I think that's why they provided the service in the past. Sure. Obviously. But now we've, you know, that they came up with that long before they ever had Uber and all the other things that are available. So, um, yeah. So they, they're they now saying that the Mars is, I think that's the name of the company, right? Is it Mars? Anyway, I, I honestly don't know. They're now going to be charging. Um, so for you and I, if we were to go, it'd be $32 each. And if we had kids, they would be $27 for each kid round trip. Okay. Or you could book a $200 round trip for up to four people. Um, so that'd be like $50, right? But that's a premium service. Oh. And so what that would be then is private car service, essentially. that They right. pick you up at the hotel, or the, at the airport. They and have a little plaque with your name on it. I bet they don't do that. Oh. I bet it would be that you go to like the counter and check in at the counter oh. and you take the next available car. Okay. But it's a private car that you'd be the only one on there for four people up to four people for 200 oh okay so the one that you're paying tickets for basically is almost like a bus where there are a lot of people exactly the bus service that they provided before ah you go check in at the counter you wait for your bus to arrive you wait till the bus is full you wait till all your luggage gets loaded on on the bottom you once y'all all are loaded up i mean this is all speculation you know <laughs> And, uh, but then they drive you to the resort and drop you off at all of the different resorts and different, th- you know, cause yeah. like, all of that, all of that is the experience you get for 32 bucks. Oh. Why do you suppose that they decided that now is the time to start charging for it? Right. Is it, is it just because they need the money? Is it because of new management that they're like, we now I need to make more money than Bob Iger did. So we're right. going to start charging for everything. Well, and they are looking at ways that they can, you know, they are constantly looking at new ways that they can get money to, to, and Chapek said that quite literally, like how can we increase the dollar per guest that's already coming? Mm. And what are we already providing that we can squeeze out just a few more pennies from all over the place to mm. even increase our profitability even higher. So if we can, and really what's interesting about it is that it's ran by a third party company. So it's the third party company that's going to be getting all the money for it. Uh. But Disney is not going to be paying for this service in the, in the, past like they had in the past right 
So you think about, because you and I, we, we ran a car business in the, in the past. We did. Could you imagine driving back and forth from the airport all day long for $200 per trip for those people? I would sign up for that gig. Right. I would totally be down for it's it. It's so much easier than what other people All the stuff that we did. Do. Yeah. 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 So much better. And for $200 per, for up to four people. Mm. With a dedicated route, basically. You're yeah. basically a glorified bus driver at that point. Yeah. Right? Where you're yeah. just driving from point A to point B and point B to point A and back and forth. And there's a good possibility, actually, that the company that does run it cuts Disney in on the action somehow. Oh, like you they, know they do. Yeah, because yeah, Disney does that. Even with tax dollars, Disney does that, right? Yeah. So they probably could. And and I think they do the same thing. That's why the mini uh the minibus, no, what's it called? The minivans. The minivan service that is provided by Uber. Yeah. I think that Disney gets a cut of that also. And that's why it's a specifically branded type of a thing. Sure. And I bet that this is going to be the same way. But but for you and I, or if you're a family of four, that would be $50 a person to do the 200 round trip. Yeah. Um, so that's, at that point, you might as well just do it, right? Well, that's what they're counting on. Over They're the saying, bucks. yeah, if we, it's just a few dollars more and you have your own private car. Again, you know? yeah, we were just talking about the $200 lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> For the price of a lightsaber, you could have your own private car. So, yeah, most people are like, sure, let's do that. Uh, such a deal. Mm-hmm. It's a steal of a deal. So uh, what I'm hearing from this is that the cost of going to Disney is going up and up and up and up and up. Uh, of course, potentially, yeah. Depending on what you do, you and I are still thrifty Disney folk, and we don't do all that. So, listen, it is us and our Honda Accord, right? <laughs> Driving all night long, <laughs> packing in snacks in a cooler. Oh, totally and we do true. not stop for anything. We just oh. do rides until we can't stand anymore. I know it's funny. We we make it sound like it's bad, but it really is quite fun. It's the best it's, time. It's yeah, a pretty fun way. Of if doing you it. if you can keep up, we are fun to go with. I should have brought this up before we started talking about it, though. But oh. Rise of the Resistance, um, just this last week, uh-huh. the, um, you you because you know how much how crazy that ride has been since it's been opened, right? It's been crazy. Yeah. So just this last week, apparently it's a little bit of an off season right now, which is good. Kids are back. Kids are back in school, right? Yes. And then there's you know been you know monsoons hitting or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> bad weather down in Florida, hot as can be, all those things. Yeah. It's so for hot. the first time, basically in ever, there were still tickets available for Rise of the Resistance at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh. Can you even imagine it? That's awesome. And really, for the very first time ever, they opened up a standby line. Oh. They've never done that before. They have not. So this is the, uh, yeah, good for them. Sheesh, very, maybe we need to make a trip to Florida just to I ride Rise know. of the Resistance. Literally, like I was like thinking, thinking of all the new rides we have yet to be on. Yeah. And how fun this sounded to be like, oh, wow, it's actually available that... How great. We can actually get onto the ride. To be fair, they have two months, like you said, before they start their 50th anniversary. Uh-huh. So this might be the slowest time to go to Disney before uh, yeah. it, all craziness breaks loose during the Halloween season. The Halloween season then goes right into the Christmas season, which goes, yeah, yeah. all of that. Quite honestly, like I'm excited for like January, February, March, you know? I sure hope because there's a lot of speculation that they're going to be, be bringing back the uh, season pass in mm. Florida yes. before then. Right. Yes. Right. Like as we get into the October 1st, I mean, look, look at us dream. 
<laughs> let us in, Disney. I know. Let me let me give you our twenty seven hundred bucks. We're oh, so excited geez. to do it. When you say it like that, it hurts my heart. I know, but, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't even get us a week's stay at the the Star Wars hotel. I know it's <laughs> it's a heck of a deal that way, but oh yeah, but th- that's is exciting that we can potentially get back onto that under that ride. So yeah. I'm excited. I, it's really hard not to see spoilers for it. So I'm excited to write it so I can finally see other people's opinions after I formed my own. And you know, one of the things I'm very most excited about is the harmonious show. Mm. I am just, I'm reluctant. I'm almost starting to get a little bit reluctant about it because of the barges that are like hanging out in the middle of the lagoon all day long. Yeah. Those weird, like they look like trash barges just floating out in the middle of the Bay Lake. And they, but they've, they've said that this is going to be their ultimate nighttime show experience. Okay. And um, it's going to be all of the things that we know about all of our other shows combined into one. Right. Mm. And so there's all of that that, and we know that it's going to be a lot of projection, a lot of water um, fountains and things. Right. But I would be very interested to see if it can beat world of color. And for me personally, yeah. um, and they have announced that that will be starting on the 50th anniversary date of October 1st. Oh, so nice. With that and Ram, uh, um right opening on October 1st. Remy's. What did I say? Rematuis. Listen, folks. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long move. I'm just guys. making up. I'm just making up words nowadays. Rematuis. Rematuti. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. There you go. Uh, yeah, but it, I, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be very good to see. Harmonious more than the ride. No, yeah, it's always exciting to see them unveil a show and to see what they can do with it. Very rarely do, do they put out a show that we just go, oh, that's that's a complete do-over. That's going to be a no for me, dog. I can't, you know. I was even willing to give uh, Rivers of Light. Uh, yeah, that one wasn't. Closed. But it was still, it was worth watching once. Is it something to go see multiple times? Probably not. But yeah. I am, I'm, I'm usually happy with whatever, you know, you see. Uh, for especially if you're going just the one time and experiencing it that one time, it's always at least worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, and so for them to to be hyping harmonious as much as they are, I really hope that it lives up to that hype. Yeah, and the musical cast that they're putting together for the putting together the music for it. Um, Is it Reba McIntyre? <laughs> Even better. One of the um, now I feel like I'm getting the stories mixed up a little bit, but um, we have friends that are friends with Lindsay Sterling, the violinist. Yes, and she is one of the people that have been selected to be part of the show. Oh, we love that her, is, right? We saw her perform at a Reba McIntyre concert. Oh, stop it! We totally did. See, it all comes full circle. Full circle, <laughs> y'all. This is how we do it. You don't think we plan, but we plan. <laughs> <laughs> and scene there and scene yeah we saw uh lindsey sterling at a christmas concert uh and she performed live there and she's it was amazing very impressive quite honestly yeah i've never seen somebody dance while playing the violin like not just like sway but like actually jump around and like do leans and think you're like wow that's a lot completely true very impressive yeah, so it'll be exciting to see her. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other people that are part of the uh, show, the musical experience for it. Now I'm almost feeling like that, that was selected as part of the 50th anniversary show, though, but I can't remember. Okay. Anyway, Lizzie's show is going to be there somewhere, That's all though. I care about. Yeah. <laughs> They're supporting <laughs> that. Totally true. 
Yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to experience it and form an opinion. People have been trying to force spoilers on me for the last like two years. They're like, look at them testing. I'm like, no, don't show me them testing. I don't want to see tests. I want to see it once it's ready. You know, anyone that's ever been any kind of production or show or play or concert knows that you don't want people watching the rehearsal. You want them watching the performance. So that's what I try to give Disney when it comes to these kind of things. Show me your performance when it's all done. That's what I want to see. That's a really good point. And I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, you're exactly right that we're just watching the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really wants that. No. Um, unless you consider it like an out of town tryout for the, you know, Broadway play. Right. But then they're, they're purposefully <laughs> showing it to people and being like, what do you think? And then getting feedback. So. I was just thinking about that too. Yeah. Cause the new lights on the, uh, anyway, you uh, got new lights on the spaceship earth. Oh they, yeah. They were testing that, uh, this week and somebody took some uh, video of it and posted it online mm. and it does look absolutely phenomenally cool. Oh, that's yeah. great. Which is, I guess that's all I can say about it for now until the anniversary rolls around. Yeah, don't give me spoilers. Totally that. Just when we got done talking about it. Oh, yeah. So, have we talked much about the Space 220 restaurant opening at Epcot? Uh, Just when we talked about how everything kind of got put on the back burner uh, when everything shut down. I think that's the most we talked about it. I'm not really sure why I decided that I was so attached to this restaurant, but you we, seem very excited about right? it. Right. And then I was like, why exactly this one of all restaurants? You don't even like heights. It? It's totally, totally don't like heights. And I didn't even think about that because that's really what the experience is supposed to be. Right. Like you, yeah. you go on, you, you go You're to a boarding 220 station, 20 miles up, right. Very similar to like the, uh, the um, space, the Star Cruiser Hotel is yeah. like transporting you to to a different place. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do with the same thing with the space rest or the Space Two Twenty restaurant. Um, they were going to open, and then it was delayed, delayed, and then it was going to open on February twentieth, twenty twenty, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the original plan? February second, twenty twenty, I believe. Did not work out. Did not. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, that didn't happen. I'm not sure what went wrong. But. Yeah, like. And so uh, all of that is to say it still has yet to open. It's not opened yet, but they did have finally announced that it will be opening for the 50th anniversary also. Oh, nice. And then they said, actually, we're ahead of schedule and it's going to be opening in mid-September. Oh. So even sooner than we expected, which is probably good so that it'll be fully operational before we go. All the crowds of the 20th. Well, do you think that this is like a dry run for the hotel for them to make sure that the technology is working? Because like you said, it is very similar and you're going to get up in there and you're basically in like one of those rotating restaurants, but it's a double layer. So the outside looks like you're in space. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that that's what they wanted to do with the Star Wars hotel also is have you be in your rooms. But when you look out, you don't see Orlando. Exactly. You see space. Yeah. So I wonder if this is kind of like a, a, a tester to see if this effect is going to hold up and work. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, too, because I didn't even think about the fact like, gosh, wouldn't that be cool if it actually does transport you in a way that you feel like you've done it yeah you know that's the goal right that's the goal it would be cool if it does because i think like if i remember the the concept 
you get into almost an elevator type space that's round. Yeah. And there's a there's a viewing port in the floor and it, they through a, a mixture of effects make it look and feel like you're going up. Yeah. And then you're you're in space. Yeah, the, apparently there's even a porthole above the top of that where you walk in also. Oh. So like the what you see above you is you can see yourself like approaching the the restaurant area also. That's fun. 220 feet up in the air. Yeah. I really hope the effect works because it'll be fun to go. It is a premium experience, obviously. So, Naturally. Which means. Expensive. I had, I don't even know what. Sure. Plan on spending on a night like that. I, I assume it's probably going to be something like a uh, stretching room on steroids kind of thing where there probably is some movement involved. Just enough to make you feel like everything's real. Yeah. I hope so. Hopefully it's not like that Mission to Mars thing that makes people sick. Spinning out of control. Being a centrifuge or Where your butter goes go flying off your cha- your table. <laughs> it's the wall. Everybody strap in. We're spinning. Did you put your seatbelt on? We're <laughs> at dinner. Oh, there's a recipe for vomit if I ever uh, heard of it. It'd be such a mess. A rapidly spinning restaurant. Ugh. I'm super excited. I hope that one day we actually get to experience a restaurant. Yeah. Maybe in 2022. We'll experience 2020, right? Right. You know what I mean? I, we'll get up there and I'll pretend to push you off and pull you back and be like, save your life. <laughs> just know. to hear you scream. And then totally. we'll get kicked out of the ho- of the restaurant for uh, causing a scene. Completely true. Yeah. Uh, but lots of things coming, but we have some things going too. Can you even imagine? Shocking again. Uh, lots, of, uh, lots of businesses, lots of... Uh, Things did not make it through the pandemic uh, as far as staying open is concerned. Um, And one of those uh, unfortunate casualties is going to be the NBA experience at Disney Springs. Was it Disney Springs? It was Disney Springs. It's what replaced Disney Quest, which I never saw. No. Um, And it was open for like that thing was being rebuilt down there for I'm not even kidding years, right? It was open for roughly 15 minutes, like just long enough for them to have the media come in and be like, what is this? And then it closed, basically. Yeah, I think they said seven months in total. Oh, operational time. And they invested just millions of dollars into the experience, rebuilding it. And then um, and then all of the Like I said, I think it was literally being built for like two or three years. It was being built. Yeah, it felt like a long time. And then for it to only be open seven months, that's just crazy it's just baffling to me but even when it opened we said like what yeah like i don't know but now that it's closed i'm sad for all of the people that like we're going to enjoy it and have a fun time with it well here's the thing is we watched a video of someone kind of doing a tour of the nba experience mostly because it's probably not something that appeals to either one of us specifically never would we go uh i i have enough performance anxiety shooting baskets like in our own private driveway basketball hoop i can't imagine being in front of crowds of orlando people trying to shoot baskets right i would would probably have a heart attack in the process in front of 12 year olds that could actually play basketball Right. exactly yeah um but there are people who really enjoy that kind of thing and enjoy getting professional feedback and that kind of stuff that could be fun for them and you're right, they probably spent a lot of money building this out. Uh, millions of dollars for seven months. Yeah. And now it's just going to be closed 
indefinite. I mean, this is closed permanently, but you don't know what's going to go there. You know, I'm beginning to feel like this building is going the same way as the rotating theater at Disneyland, where they just can't keep anything in there. Super cursed. Yeah, it's like a cursed space. Oh, poor Disney little. Quest curse. <laughs> oh, sad. Yeah, it it's um the, they did say that they'll continue their relationship with the NBA, whatever that means. And well, don't they have like re- like uh, practice areas and things and like professional NBA things at Disney World? I seem to remember there being like a a athletes village like at the Olympics down there for the NBA players. Yeah, they totally have the ESPN um, like sports center, right? Right That's down there that we have never even seen or. I, I, well, I, I had a friend that worked at the at the restaurant. There was like an ESPN Zone restaurant. Yeah, there um, again didn't appeal to me, so I didn't ever venture in there. But it feels like there's a. I does Disney own ESPN? Yeah. Oh, that would explain it. I was about to say there's a really strange connection between Disney and ESPN. Of course, they ownership. Own it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so. I'm sure they will stay in contact, but the question is, is will there be another NBA experience? Probably not. Isn't it crazy to even think about, though, that essentially there is a fifth gate at Disney, the, the ESPN, and we've never even seen it? Do, we, would you consider it a fifth gate? Experience type of a thing? I don't know. I, I hear that it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to go one time. Just well, to, I'll lace up my Nikes and we will go and play basketball and see how well we do then. Oh, don't even say no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I will still no, be, uh-uh, he said. No, I'll be there with my flip-flops, y'all. <laughs> Give me some pom-poms. I'll cheer you on. <laughs> Yay. Now we're talking my sports. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a glitter seminar for how to apply glitter to be a cheerleader? Let's do that. Yeah. Let's talk about the real hard-hitting issues. <laughs> <laughs> right that. Uh, no, no teasing to cheerleaders. They're way more athletic than I am too. So uh, kudos to them. Yeah. All right. But that's a lot of stuff to talk about. Disney wise. Right. It's like Disney's always up to something. It seems to be their MO. They're always up to something. Uh, and I appreciate that. It keeps our jobs interesting, keeps my life interesting, keeps us in things to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like I always say, go and watch the hand-drawn goofy cartoons over and over and over again so they make more. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique, and we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.